suicide in the practice, suicide in families, suicide in the workplace, suicide uh, in the, in the healthcare sector is a very emotive, very deep, very uh, it's a subject that has a massive impact on people. Healthcare workers interacting with patients on a very personal level, when they lose a patient, we know it has an impact on them. And for many GPs, in addition to that, when they are called to the scene of a suicide to certify a death, it has a very deep impact on them. And they recount having the visual image of the suicide in their mind, very easy to recall for many, many years, if not forever. A GP attending the scene of a suicide has a very difficult role. In particular, and GPs have stressed this, in particular when they have known the patient for some time. Some GPs are close to suicide black spots, as it were, and they may have to certify patients that they do not know. But those GPs who have built up a relationship with patients over the years and have to certify them dead in their home or out in an area outside their home find it extremely traumatising. We were really struck by the number of GPs who have been impacted by this. My three colleagues from the Retired GP Discussion Group had already had this discussion within their group. As I man a helpline, a telephone helpline for the Doctors Health and Practice Programme, I received a number of calls during 2016 and 2017 from GPs who had experienced a suicide in the practice. It could have been a suicide of a GP colleague, it could have been a suicide of a patient, or indeed a relative of a patient. And sometimes they find it very emotionally draining. Sometimes they find it difficult and awkward to have a discussion with the patient's family. Sometimes they have experienced suicide in their own family members and it resurrects memories of that traumatic traumatic experience, of that traumatic experience. My three colleagues in the Retired GP Discussion Group and I had previously worked together in collaboration producing a workshop that was delivered at ICGP events entitled How to Cope with an Adverse Event in the Practice. And that included adverse events such as making a mistake or receiving a letter from the Medical Council or perceiving that you had done something wrong or something less than perfect and you're worried about the repercussions. And that workshop was received very well. So it almost seemed like a natural precursor to the suicide, managing a suicide aftermath workshop as the retired GP discussion group discussed the impact of suicide on GPs and as GPs were contacting the Health and Practice Programme for support, it was a meeting of minds at the same time. Hence, we have run this workshop in a number of settings and it culminated in a very rich workshop at the ICGP annual conference in the National Convention Centre in May 2018. At that workshop, we set out to uh, look at the impact that it w- this that suicide has on doctors. Uh, we also acknowledge that it can have an impact on practice staff 
and that doctors need to be aware of this and be available to support their staff. So, when we ran the workshop, we aimed to explore the impact of suicide on the doctor, personally and professionally. We also aimed to encourage reflection on GP's ability to cope with the aftermath of a suicide event in the practice. But most importantly, we needed to gather information on what GPs felt would help them further in their role, as this is a workplace issue. It affects people personally and uh, professionally. Uh, It is a workplace issue, and how might ICGP or other organisations assist GPs in coping with this? I mean, I think everybody can agree that suicide has a significant impact on any member of the population, and that includes healthcare professionals. It, it does have an effect, but doctors must feel a s- strong sense of responsibility as well sometimes, do they? Yes, indeed. Um, a survey by, the Nas- survey by the National Office of Suicide Prevention in 2017 revealed that the majority of GPs felt that they had been adversely impacted or affected by a suicide in the course of their work. So we know that from statistics and we know that from international statistics. So several factors can also impact on the doctor's ability to cope, including whether the doctor is tired, fatigued, whether they are suffering from burnout, whether they are experiencing overwork in their job, Um, but also uh, how much support they have from their colleagues. Indeed, a GP who works with other colleagues may also experience professional isolation. It isn't only the remit of a single-handed GP. So we must also look at how we support each other in our jobs. When doctors are asked what the impact of suicide has on them, Many immediately recount the moment they hear of a patient's suicide and their first instinct is to immediately look at the patient's medical record to see when did they see the patient last, who saw the patient last, was there something they could have done more or better, was there there any cues from the patient and in many cases there is not. In some cases suicide may have been discussed before In many cases, suicide may have been discussed before by the patient, but not necessarily on the most recent consultation. So there's a lot of soul searching and a lot of fear in terms of, is there something more I could have done for this patient? That seems to be quite a a universal first response. On a personal level, uh, doctors feel shock and sorrow and... On a professional level, uh, they feel uh, a necessity to speak with the patient's family, to uh, perhaps answer any questions uh, while keeping confidentiality for the patient, the the deceased patient. And they may also, uh, depending again on where the practice is situated, they may attend the funeral they may attend the wake, um, they may get support from that, or they may feel uncomfortable in doing that. So there are many different situations for the GP personally and professionally. They will also be aware from staff about uh, innuendo, 
they will be aware of the grief and the shock depending on the circumstances of the suicide obviously they're all trauma traumatic but some are very uh, much more violent than others and there's a lot of questions the guardi are involved so there's a lot going on in a family when uh, somebody when a family member dies of suicide and the the gp is very much aware of this um there was an editorial in the british medical journal in the year 2000 that's 18 years ago now and uh, there's a quotation from professor albert wu wu in that and he's famous and is renowned worldwide by coining the term the second victim so that in a suicide for example or in an adverse event there is a patient there is a family who are traumatized but also the doctor is secondarily traumatised. They are the second victim of an adverse event. And in suicide, doctors can also experience bereavement. GPs often turn to a colleague uh, for support when they have an opportunity to do so, or they may confide their sadness and their grief with a family member. They will obviously uh, take note of patient confidentiality in those circumstances. But like anybody who has a traumatic event at work, be it a nurse, a garda, a teacher, uh, we all share traumatic the, the, the feelings and the emotions that we have following a traumatic event with our nearest and, and dearest. And so it should be mm-hmm. for support. I think peer support for this particular situation in in a doctor's work environment uh, is crucial. And many doctors cope with this type of trauma and other traumas simply because they've been supported by good colleagues, supportive colleagues who watch out for them and vice versa. So I think at practice level and at faculty level, the college faculty level is a rich source of support where people can get support from other practices, even if it's not available in their own practice or in in their own workplace. From the college point of view, we have the Doctors' Health and Practice Programme, which has a telephone helpline, which is a good first step for signposting and for helping doctors to find a pathway to care and to support. And that may well be not from a, a doctor, But that support may come from psychologists and counsellors, of which we have a network who are uh, orientated to the needs and the barriers and the challenges of doctors seeking psychological support, even for workplace uh, issues. Uh, But um, that those psychologists and counsellors are available. It's not a network that's available around the country, this particular health and practice network, but those counsellors and psychologists have colleagues that are available through the recognised organisations if there is a black spot that a GP feels they would prefer to go to somebody closer to home or indeed further away from home for their own privacy. And what's the helpline number? The helpline number is 087-751-9307. If it's not manned, there will be an answering a service that you can leave your details or leave a number or indeed you can send a text and we will follow up your call. Dr Andre Rochford, thanks very much.